We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Tabernacle of Praise with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Luke chapter 24. Let's start with verse 1. Now, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, very early, that's, that's anti-American, isn't it? Very early, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed about thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their, uh, their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. Don't y'all think that's an obvious statement? They're in the tomb. They're looking around. Jesus is not there. It's a fairly obvious statement. They, they got it. He is not. They weren't saying it for that reason. He, they, the angels knew they knew he wasn't there. But they were making a point. He is risen. Remember, and this is the part I want you to, to grasp, verse 6. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee. Remember how he spoke. Unto, the angels were reminding them of something. There's a reason he's not here. He's risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was yet in Galilee. I'm, I want to talk to you just for a little bit. Are you ready for a new norm? Are you ready for a new norm? After the coronavirus took its hold on our nation, this new saying came about, the new norm. You heard it on the news. You heard it from people, people you work with. You heard it from family, the new norm. Newscasters would begin to describe the events in, in, uh, in our lives that were change. They began to talk about the things that are going to change now in your life. They would discuss the habits in our lives that would change. Have you changed any of your habits? Man, I wash my hands a lot. My wife's a nurse, and I didn't wash my hands like I should have. But now, I'm washing my hands. They would go on and on about all the changes we were about to face, and they used the term, our new norm. And as time went by, we developed a new norm, haven't we? we we've changed our social behaviors. We've changed our work behaviors. We've changed the school behaviors. Some of us have even changed our family behaviors. We didn't go the places we were used to going. Isn't that odd that you're so used to stopping in and going in and getting a Whataburger? Now you can only go to the window. Isn't it odd that you could just sit down and... Do you remember that you sat in a crowd of people and you thought, man, all these people in this restaurant and wonder who that is and wonder what they're talking about. And now the places that we, we've changed, the places that we've gone, we... The, we, we, the people that we were used to seeing, do you miss some of the people that we, you were used to seeing on a daily basis? There, there were some people that used, to, I, that used to just get under my skin. Now I'm glad to see them. It's good to hear their voice. <laughs> Bishop just said, yeah, that's you to me. <laughs> no, no, he said, thank you. We don't even, we can't even in some cases buy the items we used to buy. When this all went down, I went into Walmart to buy some toilet paper. They had a cop in there on the toilet paper aisle. 
Who would have ever believed in America they would post cops on the toilet paper aisle? But they did it. We found us a new norm, didn't we? Amazingly, as resistant to change as most human beings are, we all found a way to change, didn't we? We all mustered a way to change. We all found a new norm. And you notice in the story as the ladies returned to the sepulcher where Jesus had laid, ready to complete the burial rituals of the Jews, they found no body. Understanding that because of the time of Jesus' death and because of Passover and because of it was a, they, they had to come to a, a time where they worshipped, they had to stop the process in the middle of preparing the body of Jesus. They had to stop the process. They weren't allowed to work on the Sabbath. And so now they come back and they, they've come back with their spices and their ointments and they're ready to complete the task of preparing that oint, oint, anointed body uh, for what was to come. The Jews believed that, that because of the way the soul was, that the soul stuck with a person. It stayed with the person. It, it was with the person the three days for three days before uh, it left the person. And, of course, there were a lot of Jews that, that believed that you just died and there was no more. That, that was the prominence, by the way, of Jewish thinking. Most Jews believed that when you died, and because of the departing of the soul, the soul existed no more. And so, therefore, you existed no more. And there was no more eternity. There was, that was the majority of Jewish thinking. But Jesus brought a new norm. Jesus brought something into their lives that was new. When they came, Jesus, astonishingly, Jesus had done exactly what he told them he would do. And they were amazed and astonished, perplexed by the fact that he had done it. Jesus brought into their lives a new norm. The angels were there. Angels, boy, you just, throughout Scripture, when you see angels, Here's the thing I've noticed about angels and scriptures. They always have a word from the Lord. God wants to say something to you. And so when angels appeared, God had something to tell those that were there. What was he telling them? The angels said there's a new norm. It's all changed. Your life is going to be different. Things are going to be different. Your lifestyle is going to be different. All things in your life are going to be different because he's not here. He's risen. It's been interesting to listen to people as this COVID-19 has run its course so far. And I believe it will pass. I, you know, I believe it will come to a place where it will pass. Jesus used that term, it came to pass quite often. Things come to pass. They come so they can pass. And it's, when they come in the past, it's the thing that happens in the middle is where God affects our lives. Regardless if God brings it or not, God will use everything He can to draw us closer to Him, to, to make us better in, uh, Christians, to, to bring us into a greater dynamic with Him. That, that's the purpose of God in our lives. So it, it's just been interesting to listen to people. You know, I heard a lot of people say, I can't wait to get back to the normal. Have you heard that one? I can't wait till this is over and we get back to the normal. I'm ready for the norm again. I, uh, I so much want my normal. And here's a funny thing. Now, I heard this from some people in our church, but I've heard it from a lot more outside of our church. Not a few months ago before all this began to happen, there were a lot of people that were bemoaning and lamenting and regretting the norm they were living in. Now they want it back. 
They just want that norm. Many even hated their norm. But now they want the norm. I just want it to be normal. I want it to be like it was. Two followers of Jesus were walking to the village called Emmaus. Emmaus was about, the scripture says, about 60 furlongs away from Jerusalem. Furlong is 220 yards. So 60 furlongs is about seven and a half miles. And so these, these disciples of Jesus were walking. And any of you ever walked over, have you ever walked more than seven miles? Seven, you know, seven miles is not hard to walk. If you're walking at a good pace, it's not hard to walk. Uh, and so they're walking along, they're, they're, they're just talking about the events and the things that had happened and what had just transpired with the crucifixion of Jesus. And, you know, now, you know, what's going to happen next? And so Jesus comes up on the scene, but they're unaware of who he is. And he listens to their discussion. After the discussion and after they walk and after Jesus has a talk with them and he discusses the things of Moses and he talks about the things of prophets and he discusses the things about how what was going to happen to the Messiah, he enters into their house with them. It's late in the day and they say, listen, no point in you moving on. Just come stay with us tonight and have dinner. And They sound like Texans to me. They, you know, everybody, We all like to eat. Regardless of what's going on, we're going to invite you over to eat, and you can stay if you want. And so he enters into their home, and the Bible says he eats meat and breaks bread with them. And when he does this, they, they realize who he is, and he vanishes. Now, can you, the new norm now that's in their life, they have a new norm. They run back, and they find the 11, the Scripture says, and they begin to tell him, hey, he's risen after Jesus' crucifixion, most of the disciples had returned to the norm. After his crucifixion, most of the disciples returned back to their norm. Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and the Bible says two other disciples decided they'd just go back fishing. Go back to the norm. Having fished all night, they caught nothing. But as they were there, Jesus comes up on the scene. You know the story. He says, cast your nets on the right side. Apparently, they were casting their nets on the wrong side. We look at that as right and left, but maybe it was just right and wrong. Jesus knew the right side. Just throw your nets over on the right side. And so they did. And what happens? They draw in this multitude of fish. John then says to Peter, hey, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And now a new norm begins for them. A new norm begins for them. Some time ago on television, there was a sitcom called Cheers. Any of you ever seen Cheers? It was set in a Boston bar, and it was a comedy about everyday life between people that have frequented that establishment. One of the characters was a man who visited that bar every single day. He drank the same thing. He sat in the same chair. As a matter of fact, everybody knew him. When he walked into the bar, everybody said, Norm. Interesting. The guy that did the same thing every day on a consistent basis without change was Norm. That's kind of what we're used to, isn't it? We're used to Norm. Same old, same. Did the same old thing. Drank the same old thing. Well, it's norm. Is that what we're after now? 
Church, do we want to go back to the norm? Do we want to go back to the norm? I think God's doing something in the middle of all of this. There are some that are saying God brought this on to punish humanity. There are some that are saying God brought this on to get us straight. There are some that are saying God has nothing to do with it. There are some that are saying God's in the middle of it. I think God's right in the middle of it. Regardless if you believe God brought it or not, regardless if you believe it's natural, God will work in anything to draw people unto Him. God wants to relinquish your norm. He wants you to relinquish it. He wants you to take your norm and put it aside. God wants to give you a new norm. And I really believe through this, we're, we're, we're learning physically about the new norm. We're learning that we can change. Here's what I've noticed in spiritual aspects of people's lives. When they learn a physical side of something and then they can change, then they learn it in the spirit. I've seen it over and over and over again. I'm sure Bishop has as you pastor people. When they learn something, why do you think Jesus used the physical aspects of life to teach spiritual? He knew if they could get it in the physical, bam, that the spiritual would come to them. And I believe God is using something in this natural in our lives to teach us we can change that the, there's a new norm. There's a new norm, church. God, there's a new norm for you. Do we want to go back to the old norm? I can tell you as pastor, I'll say no. As pastor, I don't, Bishop, you beat me to it, but I wanted to say it first. I'll say it second. No, do not want to go back to the norm. I don't want to go back to the way we were. I don't want to go back. Why, Pastor Don, was it that bad? It's not about bad or good. It's about transformation. It's about change. It's about finding a new norm in God. You see, as you grow in God, whether you understand it or not, here, here are some things I've heard from some different people. People that, that before didn't have Bible studies together now have Bible studies together in their home. They read their Bible and talk about it. We didn't do this before. You know how I knew? Because I asked. Well, yeah, you know, kind of embarrassing for me to read in front of my wife, and then she asked me a question. I don't know the answer, so I just don't do it. You know, somebody actually told me that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who. <laughs> it, could be, it could be pastor. There were some norms in our life that needed to be changed. And I think God's using this physical event to teach us, you know what? Not only can we change physically, not only can our norm change and be different, but I've got some spiritual norm that now I want to change in your life. Some things are going to be different. Some things are going to change. There's, there's some fires that are going to be different. Some, some things in our lives that are going to change. If we want to go back to the norm, and I can tell you there will be many that do. When this, when this thing settles down, we will, there will be many that go right back into the same lifestyle, right back into the same work habit, right, right back into the same life habit, the same relation habit. Things will not change for them. But what's happened is they are going to miss a marvelous opportunity afforded to God to find a new norm. A new norm. Peter's new norm was preaching at Pentecost. The norm for Peter was to be braggadocious and shoot his mouth off and talk about how he would never, ever leave the Lord in a lurch. But he did it three times. Boom, boom, boom. But my Bible tells me in Corinthians that when Jesus came back, he came to Cephas, or Peter, first. 
before he met with the other disciples, he came to Cephas, Peter, first. It doesn't say why, but you know, I kind of get an idea that Jesus said, listen, I told you it was going to happen. I pray that your faith, you know what? Your new norm's about to happen. Something different. There's something going to change in your life, Peter. There's going to be something you're going to, you're not going to be afraid anymore. Of the people that were there at Pentecost, thousands of Jews and people in the upper room that had stayed there because Jesus said to stay and wait for the promise of all of those. It was Peter, as we know, that stood up and proclaimed what was going on and helped those that are around to understand the Word of God. He had a new norm. There were other apostles there. They were disciples of Jesus first. Now their norm was different. Instead of disciples, they were apostles. Instead of being followers, they would, be go, they would go from place to place, city to city, venue to venue, starting new churches. That's what apostles did. Would start a church, get it started, get a pastor in it, move on. Start a church, get it moving, get a pastor in, move on. That's what apostles did. They just church after church. Many of those guys that never would have believed that. Many of those guys that just shortly before Pentecost and before Jesus came to them went back to the norm. We're now establishing churches all over the known region. Disciples that were there. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was in the upper room. But even the mother of Jesus had a new norm. Had a new norm. Things now were changing. And many, many disciples that were there, many of the disciples that were in Jerusalem at that time, followers of Jesus, had a new norm. Man, somebody that really got a hold of a new norm, the Apostle Paul. He's walking down a road ready to persecute, to put in jail, to get rid of, to do away with. And he meets Jesus. And now, guess what? A new norm. He goes from doing those things to eventually writing two-thirds of the New Testament, giving us instructions and giving, giving us incitement about God's Word and encouragement about living for God, the new norm. At Pentecost, the new norm for sons and daughters was prophesying. In the last day, Peter stood up and said, Listen, the prophet Joel said this, and what you're witnessing today is the new norm. In the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. On all flesh. Sons and daughters are prophesying now. That's the new norm. The new norm is young men are having visions. That's the new norm. The new norm is old men are dreaming dreams. That's the new norm. The new norm was that all peoples, every person, everywhere, every nation, every tongue was receiving God's Spirit. That's the new norm. Do we want to go back to the old? There's a new norm in our church. There's a new norm. If we walk in it, there's a new norm that God's bringing to this local assembly. The new norm was wonders in heavens and signs in the earth beneath. That was the new norm. Jesus brings to you and me a new norm. A new norm. Could it be through this pandemic that God wants to bring you to a new norm? You know what I found out as pastor? I have a different prayer life than I had before this pandemic. 
pastor. Like, can we can we be can we can we open the glass and look through it clearly? I have a different prayer life. I have different discussions with God than I had before all of this started. My relationships with you, each one of you is different now. I found a longing, a longing to be with you, to hear your voice. You know, there are those of us here in the sound of my voice, we don't agree on everything. (gasps) What? In church you don't agree on everything? Right. That's called the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't agree on everything, but you know what? We, we disagree agreeably. I long to hear your voice and the insights that you have in God. You know, can I, can I just be honest with you? It wasn't that way just a couple of months ago. I didn't have this longing that I have right now, this feeling that I have to want to be with you. There's a new norm in Pastor Don's life. There's a new norm in my family. There's a, there's a, I look at them differently than I did before this pandemic. And I'm telling you, God wants to change our church. It's not that we were doing wrong or bad. It's that He wants to bring us to a new norm. I'm going to ask you a question. Don't, don't spit, spit it out loud. Before this pandemic happened, how many people did we see come in here blind that were healed. Well, Pastor, we don't, you know, we don't believe that anymore because that was they needed that in the old day. You know, my dad told me this. Well, they needed that in the old day because they were ignorant. But now that we've gotten really smart and have the Bible, we don't need that. So people that are blind back then needed healing. People that are blind today don't need it. They need it just as much. How many people walked in this building blind and were healed? Lame and we're healed. You understand where God wants to take this new norm to? Oh, you're stepping out there, Pastor. Well, how far do you want me to step? How far? Bad knees and bad hip. How far do you want me to step? Because you're only going to go as far as I step. Oh, well, that's arrogant. No, it's just fact. It's just fact. A football team only goes as far as its coach will take it. A basketball team will go only as far as the coach will take it. Your kids will only go as far as you take them. And I'm telling you as pastor, you're only going to go as far as pastor is willing to go. And I'm telling you, there's a change. There's a new norm. There's things that God wants to do. You understand there are people that are going to go back to their old norm, right? But there are those that aren't. There are people in this local community all around here that have changed just like Pastor Don. And they're saying in their heart and their mind, you know what? I have to ch- There's something new here. I've got to find it. I've got to be a part of it. That's our new norm. People that will fill this house. There are people in this, today, in this room, that felt like I'm done, I'm finished, I've run my course, my race is over. You heard Pastor say it last week. We, we had a conversation a few weeks ago. Don, I just, you know, I'm feeling certain things, and I'm, I'm feeling, I think it's maybe time to hang up my spurs. I knew when he was preaching something was gigging me, but I thought it was, I didn't realize he had spurs on when he was preaching, but now I, I get it. But you know what? There's a new norm in Bishop's life. We saw it last Sunday. Bishop, somebody told me you look 10 years younger. 
telling you there's a new norm here. And some of you that have put yourself away, that have retired yourself from God's work, God has a new norm for you. There's a new norm for you. And God wants you to walk in it. He doesn't want you to go back to that thinking that you had just a few months ago, that feeling that you had a few months ago, putting yourself aside a few months ago, thinking that this has nothing to do with age, by the way. It has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with God's call on your life. The thing that I've learned is that God's call on your life, God's, God's gift into your life is without repentance. God doesn't take it back. Retirement is an American thing. I'm glad you can retire. I hope to retire one day. But retirement in God is not. We don't retire in God. God has a lot left in you. I'm finding out as I'm getting older, I'll be 63 in a few months, that my body can't do what it used to do 10 years ago, five years ago. That doesn't mean I'm done. That doesn't mean you're done. It means there's a new norm. There's a new norm. Some of you thought you're at your end. You've completed your journey. Some thought the world no longer wanted God. You know, a few months ago, some of us thought that the world really didn't want God anymore. That that, that, that was the end of it. There was no more out there that wanted or needed God. Some of us thought that. That now we've come to the end and now God's going to do His thing and get us out of here. As long as there's an alcoholic, there's somebody that wants God. That's why they're an alcoholic. They just don't understand it yet. As long as they're as a drug addict, there's somebody that wants God. They're just a drug addict because they don't know yet. That's it. That's it. They, they simply don't know. There are people who, li- who are living lifestyles. The only reason they're living the lifestyles, the only reason they are living in the communities they're living in, the, the only reason they're, they're, they're living the life that they're living and doing those things is because they're trying to find God. They just don't know how. As long as those people exist, there are people out there that want God. You know what you and I hold for them in their life? We hold their new norm in our hands. People out there that need God, that want God, we hold the new norm of their life in our hands. All we've got, we don't go, listen. You remember the days of Bible slapping? You know, you know what that is? You take your New Testament, your little New Testament, and you go out on the street, and you literally are slapping people upside the head with the New Testament, telling them Jesus loves them. Yeah, I always believed Jesus loved me as people were hitting me. That, that, that really impressed me that Jesus loved me when people were hitting me. No, listen, that's not what... He doesn't, there wasn't, you know what? There wasn't a Bible slapper in the Bible. There wasn't one. Every time they came in contact with somebody, they said, hey, all these gods you've been worshiping, the one that's the unknown God, I'm about to give you a new norm. I'm about to, I'm going to tell you who the unknown God is. I'm going to change your life here through Jesus Christ. You see, we, we have a hard time believing that Jesus will use us to change people's lives. So instead of snapping his fingers, he chose people. 
Instead of him saying, now that I've performed my thing on the cross and I've come out of the grave, everybody that says they need me, no, he chose people. He chose you and me to bring the new norm. We just have a hard time sometimes believing that we're part of the new norm. But I'm telling you, church, God's bringing us to a new norm here. He's bringing us to a new norm. In prayer, there is a new norm. In prayer, there is a new norm. Let me ask you another question, and I'm wrapping it up. How many of us before this pandemic prayed for people that were lost? We prayed for the lost. Some of us that are somewhat, I'm, I'm still young, but, but the bishops and Jesse and, and Terry and all those guys that are older, they're... You're welcome. God bless you. <laughs> you remember the days of altar when people were on their face crying out to God. God, just put the lost in front of me. Say, touch the lost. I believe the altar is going to change in this church. I believe there's a new norm. You see, if you believe this book, you can't believe part of it. You've got to believe all of it. And those that are lost and dying without hope. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When it's your child, you're desperate, aren't you? You're desperate. When Jesus held the children on his lap and he said, unless you become as one of these, there was more than just understanding that you had to have childlike faith. There's a desperation that we all need to have in our life. That those that are lost are like our children. Don't you want your children to be saved? Sure you do. And there's a desperation that you, I believe that's going to change in this altar. That God's new norm in our life is going to be different. That we're not going back to the old of the days when people came to the altar and prayed like that. It's going to be magnified. It's going to be magnified. Prayer is going to change. There's a new norm in prayer. There's a new norm in Bible study. I am amazed at the number of people that have told me how they've sat down with their children and had prayer and Bible study. That prior to this, they never did that. They just didn't do it. it just wasn't something part, wasn't part of their household. But now they're doing that. It's amazing. You know what? There's a new norm in prayer and Bible study. There's a new norm in reaching the lost. There's a new norm. There's a new norm in fellowship and friendship in us. There's a new norm God's bringing. The Lord has given this golden opportunity to tabernacle of praise to not go back, but to step into the new norm. Not to go back to the stale and the mundane. Oh, Pat, you're saying we were stale and mundane? If you were eating on yesterday's manna, yes, you were. Because manna in the Old Testament was only given for that day. Overnight, it became stale and worm-ridden, mundane, old. It was the old norm. You had to eat the new norm today. And I think God's bringing new norm to us on a daily basis in our congregation. He's given us an old, old opportunity to not go back to business as usual. A new chance for a new norm in worship. There are some that are listening today. 
And I know that some of y'all aren't used to our style of worship. And some of you think we're even a little crazy and a little off the wall and a little over the top and 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 a little emotional, whatever words you want to use. As a kid, my parents were so aggravated because I was neither hot nor cold, but my personality was flat. Flat. I didn't get real excited about anything, and I didn't get depressed about anything. Just flat. As a teenager, the girls I dated, they just hated it that I had this flat personality. And now my wife's dealt with it for 38 years come this Friday. 38 years she's dealt with this flat personality. But when I think of what Jesus has done for me, tears can't, I'm sorry, I can't. When I think how he loved me, we sang a song earlier, I'm amazed I'm amazed that He loved me then. I'm amazed that He loves me now. I'm just amazed by it. I can't help. You know, I can't. There's a skip in my step. It wasn't that long ago that I was headed the other direction. And I, you know what? If Excuse me if I'm a little excited about Him, but, you know, uh, the Old Testament said David, David came in and he bumped the jester out of the way and said, you're off today. You can take a day off. The jester was the guy that did all the flips and cartwheels and all that when a procession came into Jerusalem. He did all the crazy stuff. I'm not, no, I'm too old to be doing that. Don't, don't worry, I'm not going to flip in front of you. But David said, today's my day. And we understand the Old Testament's type and shadow that when the presence of the Lord comes into our, you know what, we, we, we just get the jester out of the way because it's our turn, what he's done for me. There, there's going to be a change in worship here going to be a change in worship here. It's not that we were bad or doing wrong, but there's a level God wants to take us to because there are people that are going to come into this building that they're going to want to, they don't know how to worship like you know how to worship. They don't understand what it means to worship that way, but something inside of them is just eager to get, I can remember there was something inside of me when I went to that little church that was wanting to get out and I didn't know what to do, but when they were all doing it around me, all I had to do was lift my hands and that's all I had to do. And God took over. And I could be excited about Jesus for the first time in my life. You see, I was raised in a church where you didn't get excited about Jesus. If you got excited about Jesus, there was the back door. And they even helped you out. You, you didn't have to walk out on your own. they grab you by both sides of your arms and say, come on out. Because we, we don't do that here. I'm just telling you, there's a new norm that God's bringing to our church. We have a new norm for this praise and worship that I, I believe God is going to extend to us the opportunity to see the Holy Ghost stir. The Holy Ghost stir. Forgive me for those that are listening that didn't say Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit are the same thing. But listen, I understand when they say Holy Ghost, some of you get this little shiver. Now, those that have the Holy Ghost, I understand what that is. But those that are, you know, there's a power. There's a power in God that He wants you to have. An authority and an ability that He wants you to have that God is stirring. There's a new norm. 
and the authority and power that you're going to step into. There's a new norm. I'm going to ask you to stand if you would. Are you ready for God to stir us? Stir us? Stir us? There's a lot of people that don't like to be stirred. There was an old saying when we would see a person that was a little out of whack emotionally, and we would say they were stirred up. They were stirred up. God wants to stir us up. I'm not talking about being wacko. I'm not talking about being off the wall. I'm talking about being crazy for Jesus, though. After all, you'd have to be crazy to leave your living and go start churches all around the world. You'd have to be a little bit off the wall to leave your family behind. It's easier to say, I don't know him than it is to be strung up on a cross upside down. Peter said this before. I, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know him. Even cursed I don't know him, but when it came time, because the new norm came to Peter, don't even crucify me like my Lord. Put me upside down. There's a new norm. There's a new norm God's bringing us to. I don't want you to walk into this building next week and see Pastor Don and go, hey, Norm. You can say cheers. Just don't call me norm. I don't want to be normal. I don't want to go back to the old norm. There's a new norm here today. Just as the early followers of Jesus Christ received a new norm, I want myself, this congregation, the entire church of God to find this new and exciting norm that God wants. The best is laid out before you today. Your new norm is laid out before you today. It's the best you're ever going to encounter. When Brother Terry came in this morning, right off the bat he said, we're living in exciting times. It wasn't that long ago, Brother Terry couldn't hardly walk in here. He couldn't hardly speak. And look at him now, he's got his hands raised. I'm not trying to call attention, but listen what God does in a life. And it's exciting. You know what? That excites me. That excites me to see an elder saint saying, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. God has more for me, and this is exciting times that I'm living in. If there was a man that's ever lived through exciting things in his life, it's a man of his age, but he's excited. Could we get this excited about G the norm that's here? Could we really get this excited? Wasn't that long ago, Jesse, when they told you you had it? Cancer. You brought the reports up here. What is Jesse saying now? Cancer free. That's, that's exciting. That's exciting. Do you know what? God wants a thousand people to walk in this back door with cancer because there's a new norm here. Do we believe you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? Or was that the old norm? Was that the old norm? Well, that was for them back then. 
Sorry, Dad, I love you. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's the new norm. We're going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to recover. The angels asked the ladies that were there to finish the preparation of Jesus' body. They said, He's not here. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? And that's what I'm asking you today. The old norm is the dead. Why seek ye the living among the dead? Come to the, li- come to the new norm. Come to the living. He's risen. He's alive. He's among us. And here's what I want to finish with. Remember how He spoke to you not long ago in Galilee. All that they were participating in had already been spoken into their life. God's already spoken things into your life. He's waiting for you to participate. He's waiting for you to come into it. He's speaking of the new norm today. Are you ready for the new norm? Are you ready for the new norm? Could we lift our hands today? Lord, we know that you are the God of yesterday, today, and forever. The essence of time is for us, but you're an eternal God. And so often we try to live in yesterday the old norm when you're trying to bring us into today the new norm you even said don't worry about yesterday it's gone don't worry about tomorrow it'll take care of itself just just concern yourself with today because today's norm today's norm is what you want to grant us my prayer today God is everybody under the sound of my voice will step into the new norm. Oh God, we have people under the sound of my voice that have ministry in their voice and in their heart and in their minds. If they'll just step into the new norm, ministry will unfold. Lord, we often think of ministry as the pastor, but your word says that the ministry is the people. Yes, I'm a pastor, but there's ministry in me to minister to the sick, to the weak, to the hopeless and helpless, to the lost. That's not what I do as a pastor. That's what I do as a Christian. God, help me to never let that be my new norm, God. That I can pastor when I need to pastor, but that I can minister when you call me to minister. And every person under the sound of my voice, whether they be in this church today or at home, wherever they might be, God, to understand there's a new norm in Tabernacle of Praise today. God, we accept it today. We accept the new norm. Thank you for using this time to show us the things that you've shown us. It's been a struggle and still is. It's been a heartache and still is. There have some rough times ahead. But the all in all is, God, you're taking us to a new norm. Give me the faith and the trust in you to believe you. 
that the new norm is here. Let me be as the pastor, the first one to step into the new norm. To lead God's people. These are your people, God. These aren't my people. These are your people. I'm a shepherd. I, 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 I'm the one that's here to help. Let me Help me to lead like I should lead as a pastor, as an under-shepherd into this new norm. God, let faith arise in Jesus' name. I trust that at your seat you've talked to God this morning, that you've examined you, but you've also examined God. God's not afraid of you examining Him. He said, trust me, try me, prove me, saith the Lord of hosts. Trust me, try me, prove me. Let me show you what I can do. Let me show you what I want to do. I trust you that are there at home that you've taken an opportunity to just talk to God. To say, God, I'm ready for the new norm. Not only am I ready, I believe this, this tabernacle of praise is ready for the new norm. Not only that, God, but I believe that this country, this, this, this state, Texas, this country, the United States of America, we're ready for a new norm. Could we believe God for a revival? Could we believe God for a revival? Could we believe it? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Who's doing the seeking now? We are. Who's doing the saving now? He is. That's never changed. If you're at home today, make a commitment to God that you're in the new norm. If you hear this another time, if it's broadcast another time, today is your new norm. God bless you this morning. Could we worship Him? For more information about Tabernacle of Praise, look us up online at tabernaclepraise.org. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with our Facebook page. We also have a free app that you can use to keep up with events or be notified of bad weather, and you can listen to our sermons directly from the app. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.